and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. You complete me. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome hey, hey. back. Are you ready for a very intense, not intense in a like negative way, but an in-depth topic? A topic I'm actually going to teach a course on. Super serious? It's not super serious, but it has a lot of moving parts and it's quite deep, actually. Would you say nuanced? I don't like that word. <laughs> but it's the art of the compliment oh dear much like when you come into our home and all the different homes we've had since the big house we used to own that you know through the pitfalls of society went to hell <laughs> and ever since then we've been so gun shy Ugh, gun shy. We've been so <laughs> resistant on owning property ever again because of what happened in the financial crisis some years ago that is seems to be happening again. But or not. Whatever. We've moved a lot <laughs> since then, and it's never been a place that's been ours. It's been some rentals, and some of them have been ugly, depressing, just ugly, gray. It started with. The first uh, apartment we had after we lost the house, it was Valentine's Day. Uh, we've said this story before, sorry, but quick refresher. It was Valentine's Day. Matt had this job with this horrible person there that was stressing him out so much. It was awful. It was horrible. It was Valentine's Day. And I was teaching our little, little, little girls. And I decided, all right, let's do an art project. We cut hundreds of hearts out of different kinds of paper different colors everything and then i got like sewing thread and i attached them to the hearts and i hung them on the ceiling i taped them on the ceiling in the entryway so when matt came home he had to walk through this hall of hearts so many hearts and they were low enough where his forehead would get touched by a heart walking through and so when you come in, you're touched by these hearts. And when you're leaving to go out in the world, once again, you're kissed by these hearts. A reminder, if you will, of how much we love each other or love. You know what I'm, what I'm talking about? Okay, so a compliment is the same thing. It's to remember the joy. It's to remember the kindness. It's, it's, to, it's like when you come over to our house besides the hearts, guaranteed you'll be offered something immediately you're not even inside yet and we're offering you a beverage of some kind that's what we do and i think that's what the compliment is then i think for me that's what the compliment is it is the offering to a friend in a relationship it could be the relationship could be a friend it could be any situation but a genuine compliment is what offers nourishment for you to welcome someone in so we were looking at the etymology of course of the compliment and it's very interesting because i want to say you know 
you complete me. And that's basically what it means. <laughs> so a compliment. Let's start with a noun. It's an act or expression of civility, respect, or regard. An act or expression of civility. Now here's where the Johnson definition comes in, which is really messed up. And I think that's why people have so much trouble with a compliment because that is the act or expression of civility usually understood to include some hypocrisy and it means less than it declares. I think that's why people, one reason why people don't compliment because it feels so disingenuine that it's just, you're just sucking up to someone to get something, right? <laughs> it or, can be. Or they use... It can feel that way. Sure. And, and it's also like words are so misused or overly used. So once you hear certain words, you're like, eek, how to harness that truth and everything. All right. And how it totally opens up this beautiful gate to this beautiful relationship, beautiful friendship and how you can complete me. <laughs> All right. So in the 1570s, compliment is that which fills up or completes by 19th century, the meaning extended to an expression of praise or admiration, meaning a present or favor bestowed, a complimentary gift. This is from 1722. Now, in the 1690s, it became a way to manifest kindness. Here is how I don't know about other languages right now, like as far as etymology goes and like really getting into things, but here's where it gets really, um, like I was talking about, it, it's complicated. It's complicated socially, but check this out. So one little tiny difference of a letter in the word compliment changes the meaning. So compliment with an I, C-O-M-P-L-I-M-E-N-T. It's a noun or a verb. It's to give you know, it's like to give a compliment or the act of complimenting. I'm complimenting your cooking skills or I'm complimenting a job well done, right? But if you use the other word compliment, it sounds exactly the same, but it's spelled differently, different meaning. So this other one is with an E, C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T, has a different meaning, compliment this one with an e means bringing to perfection having no deficiency perfect in kind or quality finished ended concluded why are you <laughs> laughing at me there's another one it's also a musical term it's also a mathematical term oh you tell me the mathematical no, term. i don't remember what? it but why don't you try to remember it while I try, while I explain the musical term, which is from the circa circa sixteen hundreds, full quality or number, full amount, musical sense of, simple interval that completes an octave from another simple interval. That's probably the same as math, though, right? Math is music. I just remember. Yes. Uh, I just remember something called the twos compliment, but I don't know what it is. I'm terrible that way. What is that? I, I don't remember. It's a, I, th I think it's a series of numbers, but it's irrelevant. Well, shoot, we don't have our phones here. We should look it up. No. Go get your phone. No. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, 
So much like offering an, a beverage to someone, I think a compliment is a way to welcome someone in. It's to bring joy. It's to bring kindness into a situation. And usually, I noticed this about you, Matt. And when we lived in Washington State, we would do this quite often. Where, well, first of all, you started this because you have the ability to look at someone yes. and notice things that a person does that will go completely undetected by most people. It's the martial arts skill in you where you can notice the trifles that are so invisible to most people, 99.9% of the people. And you stop and you trip on it. And then you'll usually come to me and describe what you saw. And I'm, and I'm blown away. I'm like, how could I have missed that? You're right. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> so that's what that's the art of the compliment. And that's why I'm saying it's so complicated because it's kind of martial artsy. You have to notice things. Why you roll your eyes? I wouldn't say it's martial artsy. It is because it's noticing things around you. Well, certainly, I think step one is absolutely paying attention. And you should always pay attention. And so especially to those people, people around you who mean something to you, good but, or bad. But even if, they, if, even if you don't know them, most of these cases that I'm remembering throughout the time we've been together, we don't know these people. True. And you notice all these remarkable things that they do or the way they are. And then, so you would point them out and then we would run over there and praise that quality. And the person would get so happy because they, what happened is they received what we all look for is validation of who we are, that we're seen and we're appreciated. Right. And and that's just it. I mean, I'm seeing constantly through messaging on, you know, TV and other media is we all have this deep-seated need, not a want, but a need to be seen at this point. Right. And unfortunately, the way we are seen is this manufactured way of being seen. If you look at most actresses in movies and television, they all look the same. They do. And when one actress comes in that has a completely different look and she becomes a mega superstar, then everyone else starts getting the plastic surgery or whatever to look like that, the hairstyle to look like that. And when we compliment someone, it feels like we're complimenting a, a job well done on achieving this look or achieving this manufactured status quo kind of a thing. And that's not what I'm talking about complimenting. I'm complimenting the core of things, the true essence of something, not the obvious hairstyle, not the obvious um, <laughs> job well done. Right. Yeah. The I would, things that go unseen. I would never compliment somebody on their looks. I may oh, compliment I do. somebody. I, do. I, I may do. compliment somebody on like a piece of clothing or. No, I, I compliment looks all I, the time. I tend to compliment actions maybe it's it's harder for you to compliment on looks because you're a man it, it is possible i feel it's a it's a responsibility of mine to compliment someone's looks especially women but i'm not going to do it in like the misogynistic uh approval of society kind of way you know i go for i go for the depth of it, like the true beauty of a person, 
that requires an inner and then is is obviously showing on the outer is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but for example, like I remember like we would we would just, you know, like simple things like I'm just trying to give you examples of like compliments, but like things that go unnoticed. Can you think of something that goes unnoticed? Because we we've done it so much. And I, but we haven't been out in a while, out and about, <laughs> honestly, that it's, it's hard to come up with exact instances of how we would do it to give you examples of this. But I think, I think, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, the feeling of something genuine, right? I mean, like we would go out to eat and someone amazing would bring us our food and the way they graced us with kindness and hospitality it was a beautiful human interaction right and we needed a point when the person didn't even know we would go back to that restaurant and emphatically explain to the owner of that restaurant what an amazing human being that person is not just that they did a great job you are so lucky to have that human being working with you right. in that business right so that's a compliment Right. But we would also tell the person while we were in their presence, when they were bringing us a drink or food, we would exclaim our good fortune in being in their company and being so thankful that they brought us this amazing food. Do you know what I mean? But we would also notice anything about them and like talk about it. Right. That's a compliment. I got you. Well, yeah, that's that to me, that's the key. You know, there's a couple keys to complimenting somebody, you know, obviously paying attention, uh, obviously being truthful and genuine because saccharine compliments are icky, uh, being super specific and perhaps the most important, non, not necessarily the most important, but one of the other interesting kind of aspects of it is mix it up as far as, uh, you know, if somebody hears you know, every day, da -da -da -da, I really like your da, da da da. Well, mix it up. Say why. It's like, I like your shoes. No, tell them why. I like those shoes. They're bold. And it's not even that hard. I the, mean, the trick again, is being genuine. Well, yeah. All right. Well, but then you're complimenting a shoe rather than the person. I know. I know. I know. I, it, it's, it's complicated. But if it's truly heartfelt, the shoe is the person's personality. Right. So that's okay. But there, there's so many ways. There's so many ways to open this door. And the art of the compliment is a beautiful gift. And there are so many ways we can explore this. And this is what we're going to get into in this thing I'm putting together. But today, just for today, I want that to be the forefront of our consciousness is what we're noticing out there. What are we noticing about the people in front of us. You may not even know that person. Well, what are the good things we're noticing? Because that's just it. It's it's not about merely noticing who a person is, what a person does, et cetera, et cetera. It's really trying hard to focus on the good aspects. And because what we focus on grows, the more good we see in others, the more good we see in ourselves. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is, I think, why our culture in America especially is under so much stress is because there is no genuine respect when we lose love and respect for each other 
this is how we finally die. That's a, a quote from. Ouch. That's a quote from Maya Angelou. Ouch. But it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying ouch. But like, it's also a way to diffuse a situation. Like I remember having a conversation with your dad years ago. Oh dear. He was still pissed off at you. Years, he's, decades. He's still pissed off at he's me still, now. He's, he's always pissed off at you. But like, <laughs> I mean, were you a teenager when you bought your truck? You bought a Toyota. I bought a Mazda. A Mazda. I wasn't even smart enough to buy a Toyota. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, actually, the guy at the Toyota dealership pissed me off, so I couldn't buy a Toyota. Oh, I remember. I remember. And, you know, shame on, shame on him, shame on me, but yeah, it's kind of, yeah, never mind. Anyways, I bought a, yeah, right, exactly. I bought a Mazda truck. But Well, he was still pissed off at you. He was still upset with you, totally upset with you, decades later, because you did not buy American. Right. Of course, we have right. a, we have a Japanese car now too, though. And so, so he was still holding on to that, of course. And he was getting all heated and loud when I was talking to him, right? And all of a sudden, it happened naturally. So I'm, not, I don't want you to think that I was manipulating the situation. <laughs> it, it happened naturally, where I was like, "Wow, I'm not getting anywhere, anywhere with this conversation." Mm-hmm. He just wants to express how upset he is. And I think deep down in me somehow, I realized his his point of anger, it was beyond not buying American and his ideals of how life should be. It was that he wasn't heard, right? You didn't follow his guidance. You didn't follow his way of living. Like everything about you probably is in defiance of who he is wow well if he chooses to project that way that's fine no i'm not saying that's what he thinks i certainly owned that for some some amount of time but i've let that go but i think okay maybe that's coming out of my mouth wrong i'm not i'm not trying to disrespect you or your dad but i just noticed in a split second Mm -hmm. wow he feels maybe invalidated do you know what i mean because you didn't do what he expected right right and so in that split second, kind of the validation and validation thing that came up, all of a sudden these words came out of my mouth. It was not, I, w- I did not anticipate to say anything like that because I was getting mad at him right. for being mad at you. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of something, <laughs> these words came out of my mouth. And I said, I really think that I didn't even say think. I said, oh my goodness, you have been such a beautiful provider for your family. And he just, everything changed. Everything changed. It was about providing for him. I mean, for him, it was about providing. That is one of his getting down to the core of the onion of who he is. That is very important to him. Right. And so, but it was a compliment. Mm -hmm. And it was genuine. And you noticed. I noticed. And maybe no one ever thanked him for that in that way. Maybe I don't know. Right. All I can tell you is that fighting kind of conversation that was happening completely got turned around. Right. By a compliment that was genuine. Right. Because I realized, oh my goodness, this man, his sole mission is in, in his family life is to make sure everyone is provided for right 
and everybody, yeah, everybody makes smart decisions and everybody is provided for, for sure. And, you know, even you just talking about that in a way of diffusing conflict, I always describe that we're both dealing, you know, certainly at work, we're both, de- we're both playing out the hand that we're dealt because sometimes you just end up in this naturally kind of combative situation with people. And sometimes you can diffuse that by finding something that you genuinely appreciate or like about that person. And one of the ways that I seek to diffuse these kinds of situations where you just end up just conflicting with somebody is A, explaining where your own head is at so that they get a sense for where you're at. And B, before any weirdness has a chance to happen, because there are people who you will conflict with, just kind of happens, um, getting to know that person as a person so that maybe you can lighten it. You know, I've, I've been in experiences, previous positions where I was working with somebody and he just drove me nuts all the time. I would say, hey, what do you know about X? And, and he would say, oh, yeah, I can help. I can help you with that. And he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Drove me nuts. But we had talked beforehand and I had gotten a sense for who he was as a person. I didn't necessarily, you know, I didn't agree with his political affiliation. I didn't agree with his... Um, really any aspect of his life, but we could still talk about things like, I knew he loved his truck, so we could talk about his truck. And I knew he loved to do, of all things, uh, he did sports shooting. And he was very competitive doing it. And you know what? Be interested a little bit in everything. So I would ask him questions about things like that. And I would find out interesting nuggets. But the fact that I would dig into that, it kept us from really exploding later mm-hmm. and it kept and it, it was because i paid attention right and really the key to everything is paying attention the key to a lot of things is definitely paying I mean, attention that's it, right? but you have to pay attention and, like we were looking at a i'm sorry go ahead and you have to be genuine and sincere yeah yeah um there are so many ways also to offer up a compliment to gift someone that mm-hmm it comes in many ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be with words. Although one of my favorite words, sometimes when I don't feel like talking <laughs> and, and you know, because it's now a zoom culture, sometimes I'll just type in yay with an exclamation point. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, talking about praise. That's another way to compliment. I mean, just like mm-hmm. applause. Yes. If you look at babies and they do something amazing, which they do every day of their lives <laughs> because everything is new and like they're learning something. Right. It's like everything is a major accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Learning how to swallow a blueberry properly is a major accomplishment. Remember the first time our baby ate like solid food, not milk. We invited the neighbors over. <laughs> And this was on Bainbridge Island where friendship was very obscure. So they were looking at us like, what? We're like, yay, she ate blueberries. Right. (laughs) You know, like they were not having it. They were like, whatever. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? But like, so just applause. Right. Absolutely. It's great Uh, to congratulate someone. You know, the word congratulate means to wish joy. It is to wish mm-hmm. joy. Amazing. You know, life 
is to be celebrated. I mean, even like we're going through major hard times right now, you and I and Ellen Alarka hard, like crying hard, but we're still able to enjoy and see the gifts in it. So no matter what's going on, right? you can, there is something to notice that is of great amazement for everyone when you pay attention to it. Yes. Right. Um, but like, you know, you, a simple thank you. Thank you. When it's heartfelt, when you're feeling it, much like smiling, you can smile and just stretch your lips out and bare your teeth. That is scary folks. But if you're smiling and you're feeling something that is genuine, that's as simple as that. Absolutely. You don't have to go searching. You have to just access a feeling. There's so much, there's so much we can get into with the art of the compliment, but that's just, those are just a few things to wet your whistle. Is that a term? To, yes, you know, is. to just get the, to prime the pump, to, <laughs> to start to initiate the whole process, opening the doors to a whole other friendly aspect of our world is the art of the compliment. Now there is another aspect to complimenting and that is a compliment is a conversation and we need to bear that in mind. So me personally, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. So every single Academy Awards show, I think you're shown time and time again, how not to accept a compliment and receiving an award is receiving a compliment. Obviously the first thing they do is they thank everybody who worked with them. And I get that. And totally, yes, no quote unquote great movie is made without the support of a village. I get it. But where I go a little nutty is you can't say, Oh my goodness, you're nominated for best picture. How does that feel? You know, or, you know, and it's like, Oh my God, it feels so amazing. But there's so many other people who, you know, so many other great movies. Why can't you just say thank you? Women, especially when you compliment a woman, have you noticed that they'll turn it down immediately? And then when you re reinstate it, when you retell them like, no, I'm serious. And then it gets into a battle. Like they get upset and they're like, no, I'm like, whoa. Or they immediately have to hesitate, discount which it. is the worst part. They discount it. Yes, sometimes, but sometimes they have to All hesitate the and then they have to find something to compliment on you. Yeah, this is not re-gifting and gifting, guys. When you get a gift, just be joyful about the gift. You don't have to send the person a gift immediately right back. It destroys the whole thing. Obligation destroys compliments. Obligation, Obligation destroys everything. It has a nasty habit. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, except, oh, and, and also it brings me like accepting a compliment. That's another whole, that's another day. That's another big conversation. The art of accepting a compliment, which brings us to complimenting your own self, right? Like we used to, not we used to, we still do love listening to a certain comedian, but he would say, you know, he'll get up in the morning and he'll say, damn, I look good today. <laughs> you look like all of five foot four today, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, and in my case, I look all of five feet tall today. 
or you know just wow i did a good job here just to in your in your own spirit in your own conversation to yourself in your own mind how are ways you can compliment yourself and why is it that we're so against doing that we're afraid to compliment ourselves we're afraid to accept a compliment what is that where did that come from I shall investigate. Well, in Australia, they talk about tall poppy syndrome, where the tallest poppies are the ones that get plucked and put into flower arrangements. So the shorter <laughs> poppies are the ones who get to live, and the tall poppies are the ones that get cold, as it were. And that might play into that. But, you know, for me, yeah, some mornings I'm like, you know, I try and be more thankful for things. And in the process of being thankful, it makes me feel good. You know, there's, there's a certain endorphin release in giving someone a genuine compliment that they get. And just saying, oh my goodness, thank you so much, doesn't cut that in pieces. But saying, well, you know, really, or oh my goodness, yeah, look at your um, 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 shoes. They're very nice too. You're, you're, you're cutting their key, man. You're like, you're like destroying their energy. Just oh accept God. it. Yeah, cutting key. It reminds me, high school, guys, high school. There was a popular girl in our high school. Like, it was combat. So it, the popular girl you may think of was not what you think of in movies like the popular girl. Yes, she was pretty, but she was, like, scary. Like, she, <laughs> she was violent and, like, you know what I mean? She, ah, uh, it, it was battle. It was like being in jail. Do you know what I mean? Like there are cer certain people who would like just attack you. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember I was standing there with someone I knew and this someone was a little mousy, you know, like it's a theme that plays throughout my educational career. Like I would be friends with someone that was very, very like weak or skinny or, you know, picked on. Mm -hmm. And so we were standing there together, this girl that was like very weak and right. skinny. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being skinny, but she was, I'm just saying she was very low key. Do right. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Her personality was low key. She was quiet. Um, so here comes the popular girl and the friend I was standing next to was looking at the popular girl, the scary popular girl, like scary as in like, she'll shank you. Right. <laughs> okay. And so she comes up to her like in her face the popular girl to this quiet girl and is like, what are you looking at? Right. Fighting words. <laughs> and so my friend so gently and so like instinctively, like it just naturally came out. Mm -hmm. She immediately said with like such, I was looking into her eyes while she was doing this. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Stuff's we, about to happen. Because I already got trash pickup fighting with this popular girl like <laughs> a few months before. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, am I going to get more trash pickup in a second? Um, but so I was looking at her trying to figure out, oh my God, what's the next move? Right. But this girl like totally like her face totally like um, open, um, eyebrows relaxed, everything. And just looked at her and said, I was looking at you, totally admiring you. I think you're really pretty. And this person, the popular girl, mm -hmm. her mean demeanor, everything about her changed in an instant. 
<laughs> because it was it was a genuine compliment. Sure, everyone would tell her she's pretty because she was pretty. She was the most popular girl in school. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but but it was genuine. Right. It, it disarmed this crazy situation. Right. But it was genuine. It wouldn't have worked any other way. Yeah, and that's that's the key is genuineness. Yeah, as a matter of fact, my goodness. Yeah, high school. High school's a funny time, isn't it? Yeah, I remember two compliments I I got. One I I actually got, and one that I got secondhand. And and the first compliment I got was from a parent, and they were like, "Oh my goodness, your hair is like so." I don't know what was the word. It was like soft or clean or perfect or whatever it was. And I was sporting long hair in high school, so I was in trouble. And then the other compliment I got was through my mom, actually, who heard it from the parent of somebody I was in class with. And they were like, yeah, Matt, Matt looks really tough and gruff, but he's a really good kid. And, you know, these, these are the things that stick with you because they're genuine, because they weren't asked for, because, mm-hmm. yeah, they were just... They were just lovely. And you never know. The best compliments are from strangers. You know. Sometimes. I've described this scene before. I'm going to say it again because it was, um, it was like a gift from an angel. I was at a grocery store parking lot, very crowded, and our kids were very little. And it's, it's tough wrangling a whole bunch of groceries, going through like, um, a, you know, a certain... Um, a certain parking lot that I don't want to mention that certain people go to to buy groceries, their mentality is definitely very selfish, right? Right. And so maneuvering that, you know, people don't pay attention to how they're coming and going, Mm -hmm. the way they're driving, the way they're pulling out of the parking lot. So when you're a mom and you're carrying all these groceries... And you have two little kids who are like that you're trying to wrangle and keep safe in this environment, you know, so that was happening and I turned it into a song or something. I don't remember exactly what we were doing, but we started laughing. But at the same time, I was like holding everybody Mm -hmm. and kind of like, you know, describing the world around us that was kind of dangerous at the moment, but treating it like, ha ha, you know, like keeping it safe and fun right again i don't remember exactly what it was but this is what i do remember when i reached the car and i i opened the hatch to put the stuff in as i was putting the stuff in and the kids were still like kind of running wild and i was trying to hold them together towards me this woman came up to me i had never met before and she gets in my face (laughs) and she's like and she said I want to let you know what a great mother you are. And I paused and I almost wanted to cry because, you know, you don't always, most of the time you don't feel like a good mother. Right. Most of the time you feel guilty. Most of the time you feel like you're messing things up. You know, you said the wrong thing. You had the wrong tone. You should have been doing this while you were doing this other thing. Um, all this is constantly going in your head. And we were going through really hard times back then. So, you know, once in a while I did yell at the kids, but every time I did apologize, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I made sure I never did what I did again, but I'm a human being and the kids, you know, I would have talks with them, but I always felt bad nonetheless that I did maybe once in a while would lose my temper, 
You know what I mean? Especially in a parking lot, which didn't happen that day. Right. <laughs> but I, I do remember one time I did lose my mind in a parking lot because I got so scared that one of our kids was about to get run over by a car. Right. I got scared. Okay. And I yelled. And so that's what I remembered when she said, you're such a good mother. I want you to remember that. Like it was prophetic that she said that to me. And I think she even described why she thought I was a good mother, but like I was in shock, mm-hmm. um, but it was heartfelt. I could tell. And she crossed the parking lot to tell me cause I watched her go again, like right. cross to go back to her car. Um, but like, I don't know how long after that something bad happened and you were in the hospital. We almost lost you. You almost died. So we were going through a lot. And so one day um, at home, we we just had messed up neighbors. They were racist. They were mean. They were nosy. You know, they never offered to help when they saw the ambulances come and take you away. Mm-hmm. They just looked at it like they were watching a movie. Right. Right. So, um, when things were okay, when you were safe, when you were okay, but you were still in the hospital, I was just mad at the world, right? And then um, something happened, and I was—I came down to the little patio area that we had, and there was like um, a toy, and I threw—I threw the toy, I threw it at the wind chime. Like it hit the wind chime. I didn't throw it on purpose. I was just trying to clean up and it hit. This thing hit the wind chime. So it sounded like maybe like broken glass. I don't know. So long story short, the neighbor called the police on me. Right? That I was abusing the children, which was not at all the case. The police came and I was in shock. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we heard that. Um, the neighbors think that you're doing something to the kids. I'm like, what? And they're like, we're going to have to see the kids. I'm like, okay. So the kids were right there. The kids come in all smiling and offering the cops sushi that we made. <laughs> and literally the whole thing lasted not even 30 seconds. The cops were like, obviously this was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, have a good day. But that, to this day, that was years ago, to this day, anyone who knocks on our door, I'm traumatized every day. But I always remember that compliment I got from that woman. Right. You're good. It was like an angel. She was. She specifically said, I want you to remember you're a good mom. And that saves my life. Sorry. So you never know. I think the most important compliments are the ones you give to strangers. So don't be afraid to whatever comes into your heart you feel like saying. Just do it. Because you never know. Definitely true. You never know how it could help someone. Can you close it out? (laughs) I'm not sure I can. Oh my goodness. It's a lot of emotions obviously circled around this, but just pay attention, be truthful, be genuine, 
be specific is another good one. And when somebody gives you a compliment, for goodness sake, thank them. Yeah, you just have to say thank you. And you'll get used to it. <laughs> or like, thank you, you're so sweet, or etc. But yeah, absolutely. Just be grateful. Right. And don't learn from Hollywood. What do you mean? It's an honor just to be nominated. Oh. Oh, my good. No, just say, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. And do it with a, a genuine heart, with a gentleness. You know, you, I've heard the story about, um, oh, I'm blanking out on her name, a very famous Broadway actor, female. But she, at the end of her performance, you know how they throw roses? Mm-hmm. Someone threw roses and it hit her on the head. <laughs> really hard oh dear and it had thorns and oh, everything oh man that sucks <laughs> and she was still thankful for the roses but like it's kind of like the compliment you know make sure you point it a certain way <laughs> <laughs> don't try and beam somebody in the head think about the velocity <laughs> <laughs> all that anyway I can't talk any my voice well is no gone. and that's another aspect of complimenting someone is don't leave it with something maybe left unsaid or even said like oh my goodness you look so youthful because Ooh. you're not or how about or... this one you lost weight what <laughs> that's not a compliment folks okay how about just you look good <laughs> anyway I want to stop it here um so <laughs> Be, have that in your consciousness, the art of the compliment. Be thankful. And, and um, I mean, be thankful is such a general term now, like, ugh. But <laughs> just, just have it be in your consciousness about what you notice, especially the things that go unnoticed. Like mothers, all the things that mothers do go unnoticed. If you could just point out one thing, how amazing that is. Even you, Matt. I love that in the morning you just take care of stuff. Thank you. It's very thoughtful of you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's you know, my pleasure. Like people we're used to seeing every single day, day in and day out, especially people at work, to compliment things that go unnoticed. Look out for the things that go unnoticed. That's it. We love you. Thank you for listening. Please go to ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Is that it? <laughs> yes. I feel like we've had so many different websites. Please reach out to us. Subscribe. Tell everyone what we're doing. Okay. Talk to you later. We love you. Thank you. Be well. <laughs>